Oak City Move is a podcast on 88.1 WKNC, highlighting people creating positive change in the triangle and beyond. Oak City Move can be heard on air every Monday on 88.1 WKNC or online at wknc.org listen. For episodes and more information, go to our blog at blog.wknc.org or follow us on SoundCloud at WKNC881. WKNC, that song you just heard was called Help Yourself by Sarah Jaffe. My name is also Sarah, and you're listening to 88.1, and this show is called Oak City Move. It's a weekly program here on WKNC that aims to highlight individuals and organizations that are enacting positive change in their community. So today we have Keila Davis. She's the editor-in-chief of Nubian Message. Hey, Keila. Hello. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about yourself and then also about Nubian Message. Yeah. All right. Hello, everyone. I am Keila Davis. I'm a fourth-year student here at NC State. I'm also the editor-in-chief of Nubian Message, um, majoring in physics, so that's cool. But Nubian <laughs> Message is something that I love to do. <laughs> Dang, um, physics. That's got to be a lot, like, <laughs> doing that and then also running a whole oh, publication. Oh, it's, it's like the time management Olympics. That's how I feel. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. Uh, most of the time. But, no, I love what I do. Um, I started with Nubian Message uh, the second semester of my freshman year, and I've been with them since, and it's been awesome. Um, but I guess a bit more about who we are, because a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know. What? Yeah. What's Nubian Message? Yeah, so at NC State, there's this giant student media umbrella. Um, there's five outlets, and we are one of them. So Nubian Message is a bi-weekly newspaper. Um, this year, we're printing every other Thursday. Um, and sort of what differentiates, differentiates us from technician, that's a question I get asked a lot. So I'll explain briefly um we were found in 1992 um basically after black students at nc state were like technician we don't like the way that you're covering issues that we care about um and we don't like um the angles that you had on certain events that we've hosted so we're going to host our form our own newspaper um to be able to tell our own stories with our own point of view sort of um and so 25 years later we're still here <laughs> we're still here um still kicking um and we definitely um want to stay true to our roots and, you know, maintain that commitment to black students. But um, we also realized in planning our 25th anniversary celebration last year and really digging into our history that um, the Newman message was not so much about just catering to one group of students and more about being an outlet for anyone whose voices may feel like they're being left out. And so we decided to start to make an intentional shift towards um, you know, increasing our reporting on issues that are pertinent to the black community, but also um, being um, a platform for issues with other minority communities at NC State, um, racial, ethnic, gender, and sexual minorities, all that great stuff. Awesome. <clears throat> Sorry, voice cracked there. Um, but with that 1992, like, specific quick founding, that was kind of, like I, like, I think I was, like, going through, again, like, the kind of the archives and history and stuff. That was also, like, in... Originally in response to like a technician article that was written because students here on campus and I think at UNC's campus as well, they wanted like an African-American cultural center Mm -hmm. on campus. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess like the article was it was like an opinion column, I believe. Right. And it was just like essentially like (laughs) saying like, no, like this is dumb. Uh, Yeah, it was. Um, 
Yeah. Um, so in 1992 and also 1991, there's a lot of like student activism, both mm-hmm. at NC State and at UNC Chapel Hill. Um, so NC State had just gotten its culture center. UNC Chapel Hill students were still waiting and pushing for their own culture center. And so both groups of students are working together in tandem to like um, hold rallies and like small protests and things like that to really push their respective administrations to follow through with their promises mm-hmm. on freestanding culture centers. Yeah. Um, and with that came news articles about these rallies, um, but there also came opinion articles about these rallies. Yeah. Um, and there was definitely a lot of back and forth conversation with the technician. I don't want to demonize them per mm-hmm. se, but uh, the opinion articles that usually started these conversations were usually very, very much against black students and using phrases like Ku Klux Blacks, which... <laughs> Most yeah. people don't want to read ever in their student newspaper. Um, and so I can understand why students are mad. <laughs> For sure. And it's that's like the thing, honestly, with like technician or really any other publication. You know, people don't really remember kind of like the stuff that like kind of went under the radar. Like, mm-hmm. okay, like this was a good opinion. It's always like those yeah. opinion articles that really stand out. So, right. And we've had technician on here before. They're, they're good. But they, like with any uh, any publication or institution, there's always... There's always some mm-hmm. history back there. But, mm-hmm. I mean, talking about kind of some of the activism on campus and stuff like that, I mean, that kind of really rings true today with, especially on UNC's campus, mm-hmm. with all of the Simon Sam stuff mm-hmm. that's going, going on. So, like, has Nubian Message been involved with that at all? And kind of, like, what role does a Nubian Message and, you know, other publications play within student activism on campus? Yeah. Um, so, we, even with our very clear and intentional lens for the types of issues we cover we Mm -hmm. still try to be objective with our journalism (laughs) um and so because of that um newbie message is never going to say yes we're hosting this protest come Mm -hmm. out (laughs) yeah and speak out against or for x y or z issue um but our staff definitely um can um produce things called staff editorials where we're saying this is the position of the people who happen to be here at this time and we think this issue is important enough for us to make that kind of statement i know technician Mm -hmm. has done something very similar um within the past few weeks with um their editorial board um writing uh in support of silence and protesters yeah for sure and kind of going off of that so within nubian message um there's obviously that distinction you know with your mission statement from technician when it comes to coverage of different events and like uh things on campus i guess like how do you guys work as being both part of student media um you know with overlap obviously there's going to be a lot of things that nubian message covers that aren't covered in in technician which is why nubian message exists in the first place but you know there's going to be some things well that are overlap so how do you guys kind of try to steer away from that or do you you know kind of accept that challenge of both doing the same event or topic yeah um i definitely say that's a challenge that we accept and don't necessarily try to steer away from um especially just because um recent history has shown that even if both news outlets are covering the same event the way that they cover it just is almost always different and Mm -hmm. the different angles and point of views that we consider is different and yeah um, of course, in my opinion, I'm going to think that Nubian Message <laughs> uh, had a better angle more often than not. But 
I mean, if I'm also being completely honest, there are times where the technician article might mm -hmm. consider something that we just did not think of. Yeah. But I think that's a good thing. I think it's awesome that we have all these different perspectives, um, that we can have these different perspectives all on one event, all on one person, all on one issue. Um, I think that just pushes both outlets. At least I know from our side, it pushes us to be as strong as we can be. So I, I definitely welcome that. Yeah. For sure. <clears throat> and going off of that, what are some of kind of, you know, I know you talked about like with the 25th anniversary, you guys kind of had this sit down like, okay, we kind of want to expand our, uh, you know, mission and to include like all minorities on campus. So what does that kind of look like in the concrete? Because I think especially just within NC State specifically, like Nubia Message is recognized as, you know, like the African-American, quote unquote, mm -hmm. like African-American newspaper, mm -hmm. which is kind of like how it was like how it's been, it was branded for a while, but mm -hmm. you guys obviously want to extend that. So what does that mean, I guess, like day to day and like in concrete ways? Yeah. Um, so I guess when we started realizing this and coming to this place last uh, school year, um, that looked more like um, reporting on different heritage or history mm -hmm. month events. Um, so with like Latinx history month and Native American heritage month and um, GLBT history month and, um, all these months that are recognized by various groups or offices at NC State, um, talking about the events that they're hosting and using that sort of as like a segue um, to um, like more articles about these communities and the issues that they value. Um, but I think this year we're sort of building on that to not just do that, which is sort of a bare minimum, I'll, I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, and also doing more things like, instead of just focusing on news stories and here's this cool event that happened on campus, focusing on more in-depth feature pieces mm. that also feature um, perhaps um, like a fraternity or sorority um, that is culturally specific or yeah. um, a person, like a professor who's well-known within various communities and is doing great work both mm -hmm. in uh, NC State and outside of NC State. Um, things like that. I think those are going to be uh, the concrete steps that we really work towards next year. In the future, who knows? They'll look back and say, oh, you guys did these things wrong and then try to improve on that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's always a learning process with any publication, mm -hmm. especially because you guys are so young. Um, yes. Because, like, <laughs> like, I mean, like, just for frame of reference, like, technicians, like, going to be 100 next mm -hmm. school year, right? Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's really awesome to, you know, you guys are still yeah. growing and learning and <laughs> you're, awesome. you're up there with the, with the old people. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of... To segue into that, I mean, this is probably a question you guys get a lot, but being, you know, a culturally specific newspaper, a newspaper that, like, intentionally seeks out um, the narratives and, like, stories around minority groups on campus, and we're obviously a PWI, or predominantly white institution, <laughs> yep. um, which, if anybody, you know, walks around on NC State's campus, it, it's kind of hard to ignore, just, like, day-to-day, -day, going mm -hmm. to classes, going to eat, anything like that. So, I guess, like, what... What, like, how do you think that it affects the experience of working for a place like Nubia Message? Mm -hmm. um, and, like, I guess, it, does that make the Nubia... Like, I, I feel like it, on the one hand, it probably makes Nubia Message more necessary, mm -hmm. but then you guys are also facing, I'm sure, like, a lot of backlash from various groups on campus. Um, so I think in recent years, uh, the issue has been more that we have to work harder to put our name out <laughs> and work harder, um, I guess, for people to understand our purpose. And thankfully that hasn't come across in any big, you know, like 
backlashes or mm-hmm. like big arguments or you know Scandals, like no no know. scandal yeah. <laughs> um but definitely when i or other people on staff say oh yeah i work for nubian message most people are like what's that mm-hmm. uh, and you say oh it's a student newspaper here and people are like we have student media that's the first question <laughs> um and the second most common question is oh i thought technician was a newspaper and you're like well yeah we have two <laughs> yeah and then they say well why do we have two and so you have to sort of explain um and i think most people are like oh okay that's pretty cool um and most people that I've talked to, rather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about the general feelings of the overall student body, um, but I do know that, um, I guess, one benefit of being um, sort of supported by the university but still editorially a student-run mm-hmm. um, is that we have staff members here who are dedicated to continuing our existence, yep. um, and that's, you know, the question of, oh, well, do we still need Newbie Message? That's one that just doesn't cross their mind. Um, and so to know that we have that kind of sort of institutional support behind us yeah. uh, keeps us going as mm-hmm. well as our uh, commitment to our community here. Um, so I think to some degree we do want to, you know, get our name out there and have people be able to recognize our name. But also we're not doing it for the people who will never recognize our yeah, name and exactly. um, don't necessarily care about a purpose. We're doing it for... The people that do so um yeah it's an interesting relationship <laughs> yeah i mean just like within nc state like i guess like for people who you know may not be going to school here currently or you know don't go to nc state at all nc state i mean it, it's, it's interesting because we're within you know the capital city you have i mean a lot of you know more like quote unquote like liberal people but then you also we we do also like on campus experience like various incidences of um i mean just blatant like racism and mm-hmm. like i mean because i remember my freshman year that was like the whole um like group me oh, scandal group me scandal yeah so <laughs> like the whole group me thing was basically um you know a bunch of students were in like a group chat together and like some racial slurs were used and i mean just kind of, I think that kind of that experience was really kind of opened my eyes because like, coming to college I kind of had this idea you know like oh most of the people that are coming to college will be as educated at least as educated as these issues on these mm-hmm. issues as I am so kind of just having the basic knowledge of you know like what's appropriate to say and what's not <laughs> yeah like, you know just the very basic things but then realizing you know college is kind of this extension of the real world where not everybody's going to know that that's not appropriate things or care mm-hmm. frankly um but i guess just like for nubian message specifically i feel like it could get into like obviously with any any student writing about their campus and about things that are going on around them it gets hard like emotionally mm-hmm. to just to stay objective like you said and like you know you you kind of like as any journalist like you want to you know have those opinions and like just say like hey like this sucks like this yeah. is horrible <laughs> but i feel like particularly with nubian messages there's kind of like it's kind of like there there's a kind of that expectation um that and that comes with like stereotyping of minorities in general you know mm-hmm. that like they're very emotional and mm-hmm. very you know um angry about like everything that you know uh pwis and things like that have to do but so i guess just like that it, it, it's a hard balance i feel like for student journalists so like how do you personally work on that just like as a journalist in general and then specifically within maybe a message that is such a good question. Um, that is such a good question. That is very real and very relatable. I think your experience is similar to mine in that yeah. I came to college <laughs> expecting, if not 
if I wasn't expecting that people um, would come in knowing some knowledge that I consider mm-hmm. bare minimum, um, I at least thought that they would be willing to try and yeah. really, really willing to ask questions and be open and, you know, challenge things that they um, currently know and understand and believe to be true. Um, and sure, I found that. And I've also found examples like group me, yeah, <laughs> the group or- me incident two years ago. Um, that are sort of the exact opposite of that. Um, mm-hmm. So I think for any student journalist, it's really, really hard because you are, first of all, a student journalist balancing your academics oh, yeah. <laughs> with your journalism. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you are also reporting on people you go to class with yeah. and you're reporting on professors whose classes you sit in and that's an interesting balance. But I think because our lens is so specific um it we're really looking at a sub uh group of all of nc state student population Mm -hmm. and so we're literally reporting on people that you know we are in organizations with and sometimes the um outlet as a whole is reporting on a new on an organization that one of our staff members is a member of and yeah like our, our community is uh much smaller than the thirty-five thousand people that are here at nc state so that is something that is definitely difficult. Um, and there's an obvious conflict of interest. I can't write about, you know, the acapella group I used to be in, mm-hmm. for example. But um, when it does come to issues that are happening within our community and everyone is in that community, uh, we still want to report on it, but it's like, how? And who do we send? And what angle do you want to take? And is this going to be a news story? Is this going to be an opinion, like a staff editorial? How are we going to process this? Um, and I think... The group me was one of the biggest, um, I think, challenges to our general philosophy yeah. um, and our general way of operating and doing things. Um, because that was hard. That was really, really hard. Yeah, I can um, imagine. There was also the, uh, dear, that was, that was yeah. I'm pretty sure in the same academic year, the, the Dear White People um, film screening that happened here at Witherspoon. Mm. So there, there's like a movie that's called Dear White People, and it's about, uh, it's kind of about the experience of like a, a, a survey of like, it's a fictional movie, but it's a survey of like black students on a, a predominantly white institution, uh, campus, and you know there was kind of some tension there specifically. Um, there were like ads put up around campus with quotes from the film, and one of them was like, "Dear White People, have you ever heard of the Thirteenth Amendment?" Which is you know the one to abolish slavery. And somebody had, one, like presumably a student or a member of campus, had written on it, Dear Black People, have you ever heard of the second, which is the right to bear arms? So, I mean, both of those happening within, mm-hmm. you know, several months of each mm-hmm. other. Like, I can only imagine what... Because I, like, even just, like, being a student and seeing that, and, like, like that was already just, like, frustrating to mm-hmm. be around, but to have to report on it. and mm-hmm. But then also, you know, wanting to vent those frustrations mm-hmm. and... And give your personal opinion on them. Yeah. I feel like it'd be a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot. Um, and something I just remembered is that our office, in our office, we generally have um, this sort of closed door policy. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that <laughs> people aren't welcome to join us. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that when we're in there, we probably have the door closed because we probably are venting about <laughs> yeah. something that happened that week, either on campus or in popular culture or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely think that our office and our staff meetings 
um, are places where our staff can sort of decompress all those For feelings sure. and get all that out and then say, okay, I can go interview X person now. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm not going to, you know, take out my first thoughts on them because I just said them all in this room <laughs> and That's laugh awesome. with all of y'all. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely like another thing too like for being a minority or being like a person of color kind of within like predominantly white spaces you're kind of like hesitant you don't know what the reaction mm-hmm. is going to be if you say mm-hmm. an, one opinion or another but kind of I mean at least obviously within like minority groups there are differences in opinions right right but you kind of have this idea okay they're probably going to be coming at this from the same angle mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. um but kind of to go off of that, you kind of mentioned that, you know, being a student journalist in general, you're going to class, you're working with professors and students and faculty members and staff, and then you're also writing about them. Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of people kind of don't really take student journalism seriously just because, you know, it's like a school funded, like extracurricular <laughs> type thing. Like, you, you know, they don't really see kind of some of the more serious aspects of it. So how, I guess, would like what would you say to people, you know, that kind of disqualify like the the importance of of student journalism or student media as a whole yeah um wow um <laughs> yeah well first student journalism is work <laughs> oh for you sure. know it, it's not just something that you can um casually think about half doing it's something mm-hmm. that you commit to even if for a brief time um it is holding a mirror to your administration and holding them accountable. It is highlighting um, stories that are not normally heard. It is digging into um, leads that <laughs> may take you nowhere, um, but may take you towards a really good story. Um, it's forming really good relationships with people that you trust um, to give you um good wisdom and even if um those people can't always comment on something that you're asking them about um trusting that they will at least try their best to lead you in a good direction um yeah student journalism is very very important um, i think anytime you have um people with some amount of power who are not being watched or checked or vetted or fact checked um that's a good environment for problems to occur yeah and so the fact that we have student government here that is so well supported by um our university and also by our students i think that's a really awesome thing especially for a school that does not have a journalism school that's that is an amazing thing to me that's people that's the thing that people often don't realize or like don't know about Mm -hmm. nc state we do not have a journalism Mm -hmm. school like we do have communications that's like something you can major and you can minor in journalism Mm -hmm. but that's like one of the major things I think about student media within NC State is that we don't kind of have this, I would like we don't have like academic support in terms of like, oh, it's not like most of the people that are in student media are like you, like they're not studying communications mm-hmm. or journalism or, mm-hmm. edit, you know, anything along those lines. A lot of them are just, you know, people that have, you know, random majors that really don't have a whole lot to do with <laughs> student media, but... <laughs> you know, still kind of have this commitment mm-hmm. and drive, like, okay, I think this is, like you are saying, just a really important thing that needs to be a part of this campus. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to learn about it and be, you know, the best I can be to accurately represent the student body? Mm-hmm. Um, so where, I guess, do you see, so Nubia Message, obviously, again, like, 
25 years old yeah still still it's prime um <laughs> kind of where do you guys see nubian going i guess like how and two like going i guess to backtrack with publication you guys said it's is it it's every other week mm-hmm. or every other every other week okay is that how it's always been or is this because i know like technician for example they've done a decrease in production so is that kind of um the shift that nubian's doing as well or like what i guess is y'all's um you know print over uh over web kind of that discussion mm-hmm. Yeah, so our trajectory is quite, quite different from technicians. For sure. Um, mostly because we're younger and also our histories are very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know, um, I guess, the exact order of events. Yeah. Um, but I do know that at some point in our history, we were um, every week. At mm-hmm. some points in our history, we didn't publish at all for a semester because okay. we didn't have... Um, uh, like a suitable person to be editor-in-chief. I know that um, we weren't always eight pages long. We weren't always the same size paper we were. Um, so there have been a lot of changes in our 25, mm-hmm. not 26 years of existence. Um, and so us um, sort of committing to this bi-weekly routine of um, every other... Well, last year it was every other Wednesday, so that's another change. This year it's every other Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so there have been a lot of changes over... Um, our um, lifetime and a lot of those changes some of those changes rather have been motivated by staffing issues Mm -hmm. um, some of them by funding issues Um, but now I think we are at a place where every other Thursday seems like a pretty good fit yeah so at least for the near future I don't know that we're thinking about decreasing or Mm -hmm. increasing that um, very much um, but I do know that actually in, within the past five or six years, our readership has gone up. So the number of people like physically picking up our papers <laughs> yeah. has gone up a lot. And so we have actually increased the number of papers that we print <laughs> every yeah. other Thursday, which is awesome. That's a great problem to have. Um, but we also have to acknowledge that while acknowledging that now more than ever, um, people our age, so college-age students, young adults, are getting their news via their phones mm-hmm. <laughs> or their laptops and not as willing to pick up a newspaper. And so while we are seeing these like increased readership rates, we also have to um, increase our digital presence on social media, on our website, um, and sort of really sit down and figure out how are we going to manage um, producing like a quality paper every two weeks, but sort of beginning to shift our priority to... Um, uh, what some people call multimedia journalism. So yeah. shifting our focus to saying, like, how do we um, begin to, like, live tweet more events and maybe Facebook Live or use Snapchat stories or mm-hmm. um, or Instagram stories, Instagram TV now. And, <laughs> you know, there's new things every day that yeah. um, all these news organizations, especially college news organizations, are having to um, grapple with. And so um, that's definitely um, a conversation that my staff and I have started this year um, and hopefully by the end of this academic year we will be um, at a much stronger place with our web and digital presence and I think that's something that's definitely going to continue um, within the future kind of because you have to you don't have a choice yeah exactly. <laughs> if you want people to read you if you want to stay relevant up. yeah you got to keep up that's what I think a lot of people too don't realize like within student media and like student journalism specifically like you're not just like writing the story and that's it <laughs> right like you are thinking about the business aspect mm-hmm. of it the you know the 
the layout of it, like mm-hmm. all these aspects that go into making one paper or right. one website, you know, or you know, one social media platform. Right. All of that mm-hmm. run by students. Um, I mean, there obviously is like help from administration, like they you know kind of sign off like, okay, you can spend this money, <laughs> kind of thing. But I mean, other than that, it's really you guys putting in the work right. in terms of uh, all the stuff that you mentioned. So kind of to segue with that, where do you guys see Nubian kind of going within the next couple of years? So you talked about just now, like, including more um, of a web presence uh, within, you know, Nubian's brand. But, you know, like, I guess, like, what like what do you see, um, what role do you see Nubian serving within the next, you know, five, ten, however many years? Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely can see um newbie message sort of almost like finding its identity as a sort of like alternative publication yeah um and really sort of accepting that because of our history because of who we're striving to be now because of a lot of different factors um we aren't necessarily trying to be like the next I don't know, like New York Times or the next, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, or the next, um, I don't know, sort of like old fashioned, like mainstream, tried and guess, true, yeah. like news organization. And I think that what we are trying to do is very new and it's mm-hmm. very different, and we're definitely pushing some boundaries <laughs> in many ways. But I think we're gonna keep asking all these questions about who we are, what we want to cover, and keep asking all these questions about how we want to produce our news. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to become very, very digitally focused within the next five to ten years. That's almost a guarantee. Um, And, you know, expanding into all these things like podcasting or video or um, whatever new thing (laughs) some social media site comes out with in the next five years. You know, I'm sure we're going to be on that, too. Um... But yeah, I, I, I definitely see us just like going full on alternative when we're like, we don't care that we're not traditional. We're just going to be alternative because we can't be. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So where can people, um, you know, either find a message, either it's physical or web form or get involved with uh, the publication? Yeah. Um, so our home is on the third floor of Witherspoon Student Center. They are um, delivered at a ton of places across NC State's campus. Yeah. Keep your eyes open, honestly, for the <laughs> so like, many places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost every place you find a technician, you'll find um, a stack of newbie message. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also some places on Hillsborough Street that also yeah, like get the, deliveries of newbie message. Yeah, like the restaurants and like yeah. some of the restaurants and like cafes. Yeah, like there's there's a lot of places. Keep your eyes open. Yeah. <laughs> Stay woke. <laughs> you'll well, find us. <laughs> well, thank you so much yeah, for thank being you. with us this morning. Thank you. Uh, We're going to go back to the music, but if you missed this interview or want to kind of know more, feel free to email us at oakcitymove at gmail.com, and this interview will be up as a podcast within the next couple of weeks. So if you guys just love listening to Keela and want to hear her again (laughs) and again and again, you can listen to that uh, by going to wknc.org slash podcast. You listen to 88.1 WKNC. Eighty-eight point one WKNC. The song you just heard was called "Hang Out at the Gallows" by Father John Misty. 
Again, you're listening to the Oak City Move, and if you're just tuning in, we had an interview earlier today with Keila Davis, editor-in-chief of Nubia Message, a publication here on NC State's campus. And if you missed the interview, the podcast version of it will be up, um, and you can go to wknc.org slash podcast within the next uh, week or so to listen to it again. Um, so right now I've got some tickets to give away to this really cool event called Groove in the Garden. I got the opportunity to uh, interview them uh, last year, and it's a really cool organization that's in its fourth year. And it's kind of a partnership between the Raleigh Little Theater and the Rose Garden near NC State's campus. Um, but basically it's an all-day festival uh, at the like you know Raleigh Little Theater uh, Amphitheater and the Rose Garden. So it is September 22nd, 2018, which is a Saturday. And the lineup will include Lydia Loveless, Pie Face Girls, Kate Rudy's, and Fly, Lone Lands, Blue Cactus, and a bunch of other people. There's also going to be food trucks, vendors, and it's just a really cool event. Um, so whether, you know, you're a college student, you have a family, it's really just a really cool event for everybody. So I'm going to play a song really quick from one of the artists that I mentioned that will be there. Her name is Kate Rudy. Uh, the song's called I Don't Like You or Your Band. But real quick, if you want to win a pair of tickets, you and a plus one to Groove in the Garden, feel free to call me at 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400. Like I said, this is Kate Rudy with I Don't Like You or Your Band. And you're listening to 88.1 WKNC. WKNC. That song you just heard was called Gone by Queen Moo. And before that, you heard I Don't Like You or Your Band by Kate Rudy. Uh, Just to give you guys some real quick stuff before we sign off, I got a couple of really awesome events that are coming up this week. And that's kind of one of the things that Oak City Move likes to do every week is give you guys some cool stuff to do when you you aren't able to listen to Oak City Move. Um, So the first is today, actually, at 7 p.m., it's called High Cotton, Paying Homage to and Celebrating My Intergenerational Roots. So it's Afro-folk art that's being displayed at the African American Cultural Center here uh, at NC State's campus. Um, and the Cultural Center is here in Witherspoon Student Center. And this is again today at 7 p.m. in Witherspoon Student Center. It's basically just uh, a, an art display and the artists will be kind of talking about their work. Um, so that'll be a cool event you can come out to. Uh, Also today is an interest meeting for Planned Parenthood Generation Action. That is the NC State branch, so it's mainly open for students. Um, And it is today at 7.30, and it's in Tally Student Union, uh, room 3223. And it's just an interest meeting to, if you know, learn more about Planned Parenthood Generation Action. And if you want to get involved, you can learn how to do that. The next event I got is going, there's two dates for the next event. It's... Wednesday and Thursday, both at 11 a.m., and it is going to be in the Brickyard on NC State's campus, and it's the End Slavery Pop-Up Thrift Shop, which is hosted by International Justice Mission here at NC State, and basically they're selling a selection of thrifted clothes 
uh, to raise money for IJM. So again, Wednesday and Thursday of this week at 11 a.m. in the Brickyard. Finally, we have uh, an event at DH Hill Library, which is the library on NC State's main campus. And it is Conchi of Sandpack. She's going to be kind of talking about her music um, and, you know, just kind of her experiences going to NC State while being a musician. She's uh, an alum of WKNC, so she'll be talking about that. It's open to the public. And again, it's at DH Hill on Wednesday at 6 p.m. Um, but yeah, so thank you everybody for tuning in to our first episode of the semester. Like I said, if you have any ideas of people or organizations or, uh, you know, events or anything like that that you want us to feature on Oak City Move, give us a call at 919-515-0881 or 919-515-2400. You can also email us if that's easier at oakcitymove at gmail.com. So that's all I got for you guys today. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time. This next song we got for you is called Cool Hand by Buzzy Lee and you're listening to 88.1 WKNC.